If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. My name is Rock Thomas, and I'm the host of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life podcast. And before we get started today with the show, I want to remind you that the reason that I do this every single week is because I'm here to help you create financial freedom and fulfillment. If you're working harder than ever before, but not seeing the results you want, or maybe you don't have a supportive network of people that help you raise your personal standards of success, then I want to invite you to jump on a call with someone on my team that can help you change that. So just head over to rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call, book the call and learn how you don't have to do it alone and you can take your life and business to the next level. This time we're going across the pond. We're going to England to my dear friend, Nick Bradley, who is a business scale up specialist. He helps entrepreneurs grow their business to create freedom to build wealth, to achieve their mission, and live life more on their terms. He's also the founder of The Fielding Group, a growth accelerator that helps companies improve business performance. And he worked with private equity firms across the US and the UK, leading businesses to turnarounds, mergers, acquisitions, and of course, to scale-ups. Over the last decade, he bought, built, and sold multiple businesses, creating significant value for his shareholders. Nick is also the host of UK's number one business podcast on iTunes called Scale Up Your Business. And his mission is to help entrepreneurs with their skill set, with their mindset, to help people all over the world as a driving force for progress and prosperity very much a brother of mine because we, we share those similar values. So Nick's originally from Australia. He dedicated, he's a dedicated family man who has a strong background in physical fitness. Check it out, having completed 67, that's right, 67 marathons and 24 ultra marathons. You're gonna hear about it in today's session, how running four marathons in a row became kind of, well, kind of ordinary for him. Really, really fascinating to me. He uh, is also a qualified personal trainer and he's a performance coach. So what a great combination if you're looking for somebody to guide you, to build your business and help you with your mindset because he's incredibly resilient. He's absolutely committed to personal growth. Uh, I've seen him at multiple events. We've shared um, going to events as attendees and speaking from the stage. And his goal is to be the best version of himself like myself and probably like yourself. So. Let's jump to this episode and let's listen to his sexy accent and his wisdom all rolled into one. Hey, Rock, it is awesome to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, there are interesting times all the time, but right now we are going through some fascinating times. You and I were talking about it before we came on the podcast and leadership is one of the things that, you know, is one of your strengths. You have an incredible, you know, resume. You've worked with a lot of people. You help leaders, like you lead leaders. And so I want to dive right into it because right now it's a time when leadership is a place where people can shine. So what are some of the things that you're dealing with right now uh, in this incredible yeah. time of opportunity? 
It's, it's massive, isn't it? I mean, and, there, and I'm glad you used the word opportunity because it's, it's funny. Lots of people are, you know, they're overwhelmed right now. The level of uncertainty, I don't think it's unprecedented in certainly you know, probably our lifetime. You know, maybe it was like this back in the world wars, you know, that level of kind of strangeness. But I'm seeing a number of different things right now. I'm seeing some people literally hide away, go into hibernation. I've actually heard that expression. And no judgment to these people. They're just dealing with it in certain ways. And it's so much change. And then I'm seeing people who are thriving, stepping up um, for whatever reason, when it feels like the, you know, the world's against you, these people, they, they go into this new identity. And I know you talk about identity a lot. And, and I'm one of those people. And you're one of those people. And I think, you know, what we were just trying to kind of connect with before we started recording is what, what happens? How does that happen? You know, what is our programming? What's our past that allows that to be the case? So let's break that down. What do you think it is? We'll talk it out here is, you know, you're, you're serving a lot of people. You're doing 15 hour days and there's some other people are lying around eating potato chips and watching Netflix because they think there's nothing that they can do. So where's the difference? Why are people drawn to you for, you know, for your coaching and wisdom? Yeah, I think if I, if I go back, you know, I was thinking about this the other day because someone, I was talking to someone about this and they were really struggling and they said, how come you are so positive? And I said, you know what, if I go back over my life, I've had a number of challenges. We've all had challenges, right? I've had a number of challenges that I've had to overcome. And every time I've overcome them, I've grown as a person and it's taken me to a better place. So Perhaps, you know, for me personally, it's because I've had to, I've seen this before. This is, this is big and it's big on a global scale, but it's, it's no more challenging to me than other things that I've faced. And yeah, I've got my challenges. I've got businesses that are going backwards. I've got, um, you know, kids that are home at the moment. They're feeling very uncertain. And I think to your question, why do people come to me? I think because, and we've used this phrase, it's one of your phrases, you know, you've got to ask the question, what's the good in this? Because I don't think you've really got a choice. This is my psychology. If you sit around and let this overwhelm you, you're going to go into a place where you're not very resourceful. So I choose not to go to that place. I choose to see what's good in this, where the opportunities are. And I know if I do that, even if the opportunities aren't here right now, they're going to come at some point in the future. Do you have a belief like, you know, it's a little cliche, but this too sh shall pass? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the world, I, I have a, a really strong, I suppose, belief in human spirit as well. I, I think generally we are very, very capable, resourceful. You know, we've, we've gone through many challenges and I, and I honestly think this will pass. I don't think the world will ever be the same again. I don't, certainly don't think the world will ever be the same again from a business context, which is where I spend most of my time. We'll probably get into that. But I do think that we will adapt. There will be people who thrive through this and there will be people who, who really struggle. And, and I suppose what I'm trying to do right now, my mission has always been um, to become the best version of myself and help others, you know, get to that same place. And so right now, I'm really trying to help people see the positive, focus on the things that they can do so that they get themselves in the best position to, to really go for it when this slingshots back, which it will do at some point. Yeah. So currently, as we speak and as we're doing this recording, I believe your, you know, your prime minister is in critical condition, Yes. Yeah, so that hit us last night. I was actually doing a, um, a Facebook Live with about 150 people on it and halfway through, literally, we, I, was doing it, I was doing it with a guy and we were talking about energy and performance and then all of a sudden we hear this news. And so I saw the feed coming up and it was like, a, what, what's going on? You couldn't write a script about this. 
Um, so yeah, so he's gone into intensive care. The, the news today is that, um, and you know, whatever we, whether we believe the news or not, but what we've heard today is that he's he's recovering well. But I think it's really hit people that this is not just the flu. <laughs> you know, this is this is something more, and it does need to be taken seriously. And and so that being said, the reason I bring it up is that what what you put your focus on creates a feeling. And when you have the leader of a country that's affected by this and is intensive care, um, you know, as a, as a microcosm of the world, how has this impacted the morale of people in your country right now? Yeah, so again, I think when something like that happens, it creates another level of anxiousness, you know, another level of nervousness, because I still think when something like this happens, back to the point we said about people going to hibernation, a lot of people don't believe it's real. So they, they get into a place where they close themselves up and they don't want to believe it. They don't want to associate with it. And I think the more things that start to come home. So obviously if a family member gets it, then all of a sudden that's very real. And again, something like high profile, like the prime minister, it gets people nervous again. So what I'm finding, particularly when I speak to business owners and business leaders is the ones that are struggling with their emotions right now, which is many, when they hear a piece of news like that, it, it makes them constrict a bit more. Yeah. And that's not great. So in times like this and in times when let's say somebody's running a business and they're struggling in the business, not for the coronavirus reasons, but maybe, you know, they lost a key staff competition opens up, they lost a contract. What are some of the things that, that you do or that you guide them to do that allow them to, to stay, you know, focused and empowered versus rocked off their center? Yeah. Okay. So, and I know that we'll align on a lot of this as well. I mean, one of the first things I say is gratitude, be grateful and you know, for what you have. It's, it's, it's such a simple thing that people don't really understand the power of, but I remember a number of years ago now I was running a ultra marathon in South Africa called comrades and it's an 87 kilometer run. It's quite famous and particularly in South Africa, the whole country stops, you know, it's on the front page of the newspapers the next day and every runner, has their names in the newspaper. It's really cool. Wow. But halfway through, so you, you've, you've run a marathon, it's in, in the heat, you're running uphill or downhill, they change it every year. You hit the World Vision camps. And this is where they have literally all the orphan children. And what's, what's fascinating, right, is you're running through this and they're lined up along this fence line and they've, they've got torn, dirty clothes, they've got you know, water and whatever else, but they've got nothing, right? Nothing at all. But every single one of them is smiling. Right? And I remember when I ran, I stopped and I shook all their hands, mm -hmm. right? And I thought, okay, this situation where they haven't got much, but they look like they've got hope, right? Mm -hmm. And you kind of think about something like that. And I think that's a really good example of, of, of gratitude because you have to stop and think, what do I have? What do I have now? I've got, you know, for me personally, I've got a great family. I'm healthy. I've got freedoms. I've got choices, all those sort of things. And I think that's the starting point for anyone who's feeling overwhelmed, stressed, frightened to start to get themselves out of it. So that's one, there's more. <laughs> okay, good, keep, keep that because I, you just made me think of something that I don't know if I've ever thought of before is, you know, when you're young and you're striving, they say you can take a risk, you can go all in, you can, you, know, you lose the business, you can start all over. But as you get older, you're like, you're like you don't wanna lose what you've created. Do you think there's a link between these kids that like they got nothing? So they got nothing to manage. They got nothing to worry about. They got nothing to lose. And there's a sense of maybe freedom there. What do you think that is? 
Well, there is definitely a bit of youth. I mean, these kids are young and there's definitely a bit of kind of when you're young, you don't know lots of different stuff. So your sense of your world, you're more present in many cases. I think there's a bit of that. But I, but I also think, you know, everything you've just said there is, is a story that gets made up by people. I get it that if someone's amassed 30, 40, 50 years of wealth and then all of a sudden they don't want to take a risk, I get that. Time is important. It's probably the most crucial thing. But I think sometimes if you act from that place, if you act from a place of fear and, and scarcity, as we'd call it, you start to manifest that stuff. Yeah. And that's why when I work with people, I say, listen, if you're going to go into that place, it's more likely it's going to happen. Right. So you need to have some strategies to pull yourself out. So you're present, you stay focused, you show up. And by doing that, you give yourself the best chance to succeed. So we've got gratitude, stay present, show up. Um, what are some other things that people can do in order to, you know, work their way through, let's call it adversity. Yeah. The, the, I mean, for me, focus, I say focus is a superpower. It's kind of one of my phrases. And I say it probably more often every day than anything else, because people just tend to get distracted, right? And when they get distracted, they get into their heads and then they don't get stuff done. So, so, you know, the daily practice of meditation, you know, not meditation in a, in a kind of ethereal way, but to teach you the power of focus, because mm -hmm. it's hard work. I mean, I don't know about you. My, my brain is creative, right? I like to see opportunities and it's, ah, you know, all this. It's great, right? Get lots of energy. It's hard work to get myself really focused. But if you can do it, then all of a sudden you start to see opportunities that were always there in front of you, but for whatever reason weren't obvious before that. So being an ultra marathoner, a runner, an athlete, um, that requires a lot of skills like discipline and visualization and keeping your eye on the prize and things like that. How have you translated that into your businesses and into being somebody who's, who's a coach for people developing businesses? Yeah, I had to, I actually had to write something about this the other day, exactly that question, because I'd, I'd forgotten. Um, sometimes when you're, in, when you're busy, you forget your past, and you forget where you've come from, right? So I told someone that I did ultra marathons and they were like, wow. And I'm like, well, it's just a run, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what it's like. You've done some amazing stuff as well, Rock, and you just yeah. forget sometimes. Because you're doing normal, I get it. Yeah. So, so the learnings. I mean, when you run, when you run an endurance event, um, you you take on those things, and this is certainly my psychology around. You take on those things because they scare the hell out of you. They scare the hell out of you, not because of the pain that you know you're going to go through, because it's going to be painful. There's a points where your body, you've got to manage your body, your mind. All, all your kind of physicality. But what scares you the most is, is the fact that it's actually the possibility of failure is very real. Mm. Um, and failure for me in those sort of things is not finishing. Now I've run lots of different ultra runs and I haven't finished them all. In fact, I've, I have finished more than I've, 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 I've not, but there's been some very, very strong learnings from the ones that I've given it everything I possibly can you know, to the point of almost breaking down. But what's interesting is through those experiences, because I've pushed myself to the absolute limit, I've won more than I have when I've actually finished some of the other races. And I think, I mean, that story, that story really can be applied to anything. It's, it's really about the journey and pushing yourself to the limit than it is about the destination. That's interesting. So the fact that you run them, even if you may not complete them to your satisfaction, you've gone further than you would have had you not 
set that as a challenge. And, and a lot of the ones you've done are, are not just your, like for you, a marathon's probably like, la, 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 whatever, right? <laughs> it used to be, that used to be the Sunday warm-up run. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did, I used, to run a, I used to run a marathon every single Sunday as a training run. Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I mean, I did, I did 100 mile races. Um, and oh. so you, you're basically talking four marathons back to back. Um, so you can imagine. I, I, just want, I just want to unpack that for a little bit because yeah. you know, I love how glib you are about it and you're just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you, you make it seem easy, but I, four marathons, I've run one marathon, I'll never run again because uh, it's painful. But um, how do you get yourself to a place where you, can, where you can decide you're going to do something that for most people, uh, equals enormous pain. How do you get like, what, what is going on in your inner narrative there? For me, for me, it's about a challenge, as I said, which feels from the outset impossible. So, so to your point about even running a marathon or someone who's never even got up and run five Ks from their couch, right? It feels impossible until you start. Everything feels impossible until yeah. you try it. True. Um, and so for me, it's, I, I wanted to test back to my mission. You know, I want to become the best version of myself. Everything I do in terms of personal growth and contribution is all about that mission. That's what drives me. So I need to know what my limits are. I need to know what my capabilities are. And so it started off, it started off, you know, running a 5k, running a 10k, running a half marathon, running a marathon. And then it was like, wow, can I, can I go further? How far can I take this? Mm. So and I think, you know, as you do that, you break through to a different place. You break to a, to a different version of yourself and you learn so much about yourself in those times. I think you learn a lot through the pain. You learn a lot when you have to be resilient and then you take those things. And this is what I've done in my businesses, you know, and when I help people now, I take those same skills, that same learning and I apply it because I'm not making it up. I've done it. And there's a very strong connection when I coach people that I can, I can give them that certainty. I'm very good at being able to empower people because I don't, I don't put up with any of this. Well, I can't do that. It's impossible. Well, no, it's not. You've just got to get yourself in the right place and you've got to want it badly enough. And then it is. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's you loan them your emotional intelligence, the experience you had of pushing and pushing and reaching and going higher. And you're like, Oh no, you can here. let me borrow that to you. And then they're like, okay, well, if he says I could do it, then I can do it, which is, which is really cool. I love that. So that being said in your businesses and in helping people scale businesses, what are, let's go with one, two or three of the biggest challenges slash mistakes that the entrepreneur makes or is going through. Yeah, sure. The first one, the one that, the one that everyone makes, um, particularly if they're very good at starting businesses, if they're creative entrepreneurs, is, is being able to build teams. Because people often ask me, what's the definition of scale-up? And I say it's the ability to lead other people. Mm. And that starts with you leading yourself. And, and the one thing, the one thing that really breaks it down and, and usually makes it very difficult is that entrepreneur's ability to trust others. Yeah. 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 And that's hard. So that's the first thing. And so I often say to people, the person who starts a business is not necessarily the person who can scale it. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have to bring in lots of new people to run the business, but back to identity and who they are, they need to evolve. They need to get a new set of skills and they need to evolve their mindset. 
So, so that's the first thing, um, and that's a really powerful thing. The second thing is um, could be probably a little bit more practical, um, and that's where someone who thinks they've got a really good idea and they're so passionate about that idea, and then they realise that no one else really likes that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. You'd be surprised. Oh, you know? I, oh, I see it. You know, and, and, and sometimes people have spent years with this yeah. thing. Yeah. And you're going, you know, you've got a few customers. I'm not saying the thing hasn't sold something, but it's never going to scale because it hasn't got this, this product market fit thing happening. Yeah. It's not solving a problem. Right. Um, yeah. And then the third one is, is more of a kind of, I think it's important for what everyone's going through now. And, you know, we always say cash is king but it's the ability to, to really manage the cash of a business. Again, a very practical thing, but you know, this is gonna sound really harsh, I'm gonna say it. What this coronavirus thing has done, I think for a lot of small businesses, the one that I've seen, has really focused on um, issues within a business that were there that shouldn't really be there. You know, people living hand to mouth and managing their businesses like that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things, you know, this is, this is wiping people out. And my view is, you know what, if you'd really prepared, not necessarily prepared for the worst, but, you know, certainly got yourself more focused on this stuff, you wouldn't be in the position as desperately as you are now. I agree 100%. I mean, I could last probably with most of my businesses six months at least, uh, paying the bills, being responsible, not letting anybody go. I've made shifts, I've made moves, there's the government's offering things, so I'm, I'm yep. doing what I need to do to navigate through that. But yeah, we talk about it a lot, you know, um, in some of the things I teach, the six bank accounts, having a contingency mm-hmm. fund. But isn't it remarkable that in at least in North America, 57% of people literally live paycheck to paycheck. And along comes a pandemic. And now you literally, literally you, you can't even buy yourself toilet paper, you know, two weeks later. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, do you think people are going to get the lesson? I mean, some people will, but what do you think? Is there going to be a shift of consciousness? Because that's what I think is happening. I think this coronavirus is mother nature going, slapping some people around that she's fed up of saying, oh, you were going to do that tomorrow? Well, today is tomorrow. And I heard that for a long time. So you know what? Now I'm going to give you the lesson. What do you, what do you yeah. think? I think it's going to do two things. I think it's definitely going to drive that behavior. And I think, you know, people, people may not know the strategies of what they should do, but they definitely know they need to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's partly why I've got busier and busier over the last couple of weeks right. is because people are reaching out for help. Right. And I'm helping people as much as I can. So I think that's going to happen. I definitely think that people are going to look at this differently economically, how they manage themselves, this idea of taking on lots of debt. You know, it's crazy. I am advising people right now that if they are absolutely going to go bankrupt, or their businesses are going to close, probably that's the better example, that they should seek cash from the government. They should have cash reserves, but I'm also advising them not to spend it because I think they're going to get themselves into another hole. But I do think going forward, people will think about debt differently. The second thing that I think is even, even probably more powerful, but actually really positive is that I'm starting to see human connection come back in a way that hasn't been around for, for I don't know how long. I mean, people talking to each other in the street, you know, from three meters away. Um, some, some old fashioned values mm. around connectedness. And I'm hoping, and I'm, I'm really, really um, positive around, I think that's something that we will take forward, certainly for a period of time after this. I agree with you. I've noticed that people um, are kinder. 
I went to get some takeout the other day and the guy was just like so grateful that I, that I was a client versus you would go in there normally and be like, yeah, hold on a second and busy running around and noise and everything. This guy was just like, thank you so much. And, and then I, you know, normally if you pick up, I don't usually tip that much or maybe not at all sometimes because I'm doing most of the work. I gave him a generous tip. It was just like this, we're in this together and you help me and I help you. And I tell you, it's really actually, I hope it, I hope some of it sticks. It's, it's, it's really nice to see. Yeah, I think it will for a while. I think, you know, again, it's, it's like anything. There'll be, there'll be a point that there are certain things that will never go back to how they were, you know. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think the way people work is changing. This idea that people, you know, they can work effectively from home. I mean, it's, you know, standing in front of Zoom for seven hours like I did today. <laughs> I was thinking about that as, you know, you said before, you're like 15 hours a day. Oh. It's been well, just for me. But with the ability to book these virtual meetings, you have no driving in between appointments. You have no, I'll meet you at the coffee shop, but you can make a couple of calls or it's, it's back to back to back to back, right? I had an outstanding day. I mean, I'll share it with people because I think it's, you know, this is a great day. I got up early, you know, I, I did a little bit of um, meditation. I went for a run with my dog in the forest. You know, I do all my gratitude and affirmations and all that sort of stuff in the morning. I come back, I feel on fire because I've totally and utterly worked on myself. I then went and, and chaired a board meeting for a, um, quite a large fintech business in uh, London all day. And then I've had podcast episodes and, and some good conversations with clients and then finishing with a call with you, which is always awesome, Rock. Um, that's a great day. Yeah. <laughs> great, I kind of, I could do that every day pretty much. You know, it's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. What kind of dog do you have? A Labrador, a very old black Labrador. So I tend to pull him through the forest these days, but he's a, he's a good boy. But, you know, I'm, I'm spending more time with my young girls, you know, my five and my eight year old. Um, we're making the most of this. And I think the message to people is you may be going through some really tough times, but try as best you can to see the best in this, you know, because there is a gift in here somewhere if you really look for it. Yeah. And the other thing that's happening is that everybody's going like, you know, if you have to do a Zoom call and you got your dog or your kid in the background, people aren't going like, oh, really? That's unprofessional. People are like, yeah, I get it. Um, maybe I'll bring my kid in too or whatever. Yeah. And there's this sense of, okay, how flexible can we be? And you and I, you know, probably both subscribe to he who's most flexible wins and is willing to adapt and look for the opportunity, et cetera. And now I think some people that maybe haven't looked through that lens are starting to, and hopefully there'll be an appreciation for that. Yeah. What are you finding, Rock, in terms of, because, you know, you're, you're obviously helping a lot of people with what you do. Are you seeing some similar things, some similar patterns? And particularly in the US, because obviously I'm in the UK, so there might be a anything yeah. different yeah i mean the isolation thing is there's a lot of people that are getting stir crazy and and stuff like that uh, we're seeing that there's a lot of people that are a little pessimistic because they're, they're like when is it going to end and and especially people that are poorly set up financially or are better not in good health they're very concerned yeah. for me i like you consider myself extremely fit and i'm like even if i get it my mindset is okay like i'll get it i'll go through it and i'll be done it's, it's, there's not even like an ounce in my brain that goes, okay, like, you know, uh, uh, this could kill me. I don't even think that way, which maybe is naive, but it's worked for me pretty much so far. But I, I think the part that really concerns people is they're not used to uncertainty. Yeah. You know, and Tony Robbins, as you know, says the quality of your life will be directly proportionate to the amount of uncertainty you can comfortably live with. And at times like this, I've just redirected my focus. I mean, I started playing the piano again. 
Uh, I picked 5,000 oranges in the orchards from my backyard and my neighbors who were too lazy to do it. Awesome. That's amazing. And I, I got all these things that were on my get to later list. I just rushed them forward and made myself industrious. And rather than going to the gym, I'm squatting while I'm picking up, you know, I'm in a tree reaching and hanging on, doing a pull up and then picking awesome. a that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that. That's that. But that's the whole thing. There's a, you know, you said it before. There's a bit about flexibility. There's a bit about resilience. There's resourcefulness. Yeah. There's focusing on the things that you can focus on. You know. But but you made the point at the very beginning. You know, people how they manage their emotions, and I've seen this more now than ever, is probably the thing that defines quality of life more than anything else. Yes. You know, and, and people just don't get it and they've never understood it. And you and I have kind of been involved in personal development for some time. So we've got strategies to be able to understand what's going on. And that's where I think, you know, some of the stuff that we have done, the lessons from that are so crucial right now. So I'm just trying to spread that message, trying to help people that way. And, and it's working. It's just, you know, one, one conversation at a time. You know, what is amazing is I can see now why you're such a great coach because you've already given me like three ahas in this session. And I'm thinking that, Maybe one of the reasons you and I respond to this well is we go, oh, opportunity to develop my emotional IQ. How am I going to handle this? What can I learn from it? What am I grateful for? Oh, I can work on my gratitude muscle. Oh, I can be creative in how I get a workout. Oh, how's this going to serve me later? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And that's probably back to the very beginning when we said, you know, how, how are we responding like we are versus others that are not? Um, and, it, and it's all that because actually, you know what, we've been doing this consistently regardless, actually, yeah. you know, we've been doing this anyway. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're saying before, you know, you're fit, you're strong, you're not worried so much if you get it. I'm exactly the same, partly because I've been putting the hours in for years. <laughs> I've been eating well, I yeah. exercise. So, yeah. you know, perhaps I could affect me, but it's not even in my mindset that it would because I know I've done the work to earn the right to be in the best position if it does happen. So you've got an amazing podcast. Uh, you know, you're on the other side of the pond, but podcasts are great. Everybody can get them, right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to put that in the show notes. But where can people get hold of you if they want to tap into your wisdom? They want to be coached by you, follow you. What's the best? Yeah. Way? So yeah, the podcast scale up your business. Um, you can find that on iTunes and Spotify. Um, yeah, I'm very grateful. You, you know the story behind this rock. You know, it's been number one in the UK on and off now for the last 12 months. And um, I consistently get great feedback. I, I did that to help people and it's helping people and it's, it's just been amazing. So, so that's the, so people can kind of download that. And then my, uh, my personal website is uh, nickcbradley.com where people can find out a little bit more information about me and what I do. And um, if they've got businesses and they need some help, they can get in touch. I'm, I have calls with people all the time just to kind of help them, just to move them along a little bit. So, you know, there's no, I don't charge for that. It's a free thing. It's part of my, my way of giving back. So I appreciate you very much. It's late at night for you and you decided to come on and serve us anyway. So appreciate it. Anytime. You Anytime. You've helped me out massively as well, Rock. So um, I'm very grateful for that and always happy to serve your audience and your community in any way that I can. And I hope you enjoyed that awesome conversation with Rock Thomas. Now we covered a little bit about what I do on the chat, but just to be clear, I work with business owners, entrepreneurs, and investors transforming good companies into great ones. In fact, over the last decade, I've helped grow and scale 22 businesses that have sold for a combined value of $5 billion. And I'm also the host of the Scale Up Your Business podcast, which has been ranked number one on the UK business charts on iTunes with over 100,000 downloads. Now, over the last 18 months, I've interviewed some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs and business leaders. 
And I like to share with you what I've learned from these conversations so that you can develop the right mindset, skill set, processes, and routines that underpin extraordinary business success. So coming up very soon, I'll be hosting the Scale Up Your Business webinar with Rock Thomas in partnership with Rock. And towards the end of this, I'll give you some details of how you can sign up. It's a free webinar, and it's for people who want to grow and scale their business faster than ever before, regardless of the current environment that we're in. So what I'm going to cover on the webinar is how I've helped hundreds of business owners make huge personal breakthroughs so they've been able to achieve their three-year growth targets in under 12 months. I'm going to go through the strategic and operational playbook of business growth. That's stuff like how do you develop a killer value proposition? How do you grow customers? How do you build income-generating assets? How do you use technology and systems to automate and leverage? And how do you blitz scale using things like partnership and acquisitions? I'm also going to cover the three things that I think every business owner should be doing right now to best adapt and respond to COVID-19 so that you can ride this wave, you can prepare to really take off once the environment improves. So if this sounds like you, as I said, it's a free webinar, the Scale Up Your Business webinar. You can go to rockthomas.com forward slash S-U-Y-B. That's rockthomas.com forward slash S-U-Y-B. Sign up. As I said, I'll take you through everything that has helped hundreds of different business owners really improve and grow their business. But my view is this, right now is the best time to be thinking about the future. Whatever happens, you know, COVID-19 is not forever. And you want to be in the best possible position to take advantage of things when they bounce back, when they slingshot back. And right now it's time to work on the business. So as I said, sign up now, the Scale Up Your Business webinar, and I hope to see you there soon. All right, we'll see all of you on the next episode. In the meantime, make sure that you uh, touch base with Nick, follow him, and definitely listen to his number one podcast, Scale Up Your Business, yes? That's the one, Scale Up Your Business. Thanks, Rob. All right, awesome. Thanks so much. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.